Hello and welcome to this week's episode of 10 Points of Slashing. My name is Matthew. My name is SJ. Hey guys, editor Matt here popping in real quick. Regular just SJ. And regular SJ. Just popping in to say that I made a little oopsie whoopsie on this episode. Uh, there's there's some <laughs> static that's persistent throughout the, uh, throughout the audio channels. Uh, it's not the worst. It's not unbearable, but it is there. So I apologize. Um, yeah, and we're way too lazy to go back and re-record the whole episode, so... Enjoy. And today we're going to talk about sci-fi, but before we talk about sci-fi... But before we talk about what we need to talk about before we talk about sci-fi, what? why did you say 10 points of slashing like that? That was weird. I'm trying to... Because I don't want to start... I don't want to start every episode like, hello, welcome to 10 points of slashing. That's true. Like, I got to make it different. Yeah, we got to make it fun I, I don't know zany. if I... I don't think I can come up with a funny name every time, but I can at least say our name funny. 10 points of slashing. Yeah, no, you're right. You could say our name. We yeah. do say our names funny, but we don't really ever say that. I don't know how many more times I can come up with Jimbis before... Like, yeah, we I know that. I don't know how long that's gonna last. I, think, I mean, I think it ended last week. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, it died pretty I think hard. It, I think it died with Jip. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. No, uh, if we do like a, if we do like an episode about car crashes or something, it would be like ten points of crashing. Haha, <laughs> zany name play. No, no. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's a good point. So, but now that we've talked about what we need to talk about before we talk about sci-fi, let's talk about what we need to talk about before sci-fi, which is breaking news. D&D, Wizards of the Coast did a good thing. Matt? They did a good thing. Um, essentially, they've been trying to screw over the community monetarily by making their license um, for the game way more in their favor. But they, as of yesterday, today is the 28th, uh, as of yesterday, they walked back and they reversed their decision. We'll talk about it more in next episode, which is going to be the D&D episode. Ooh, um, preview at the beginning. Yep, Ooh. I, I want to get, get in depth with it a little bit, but I don't want to talk too much about it. So we'll try and keep it like under a quarter of the length of that episode. But uh, long story short, we don't have to switch to Pathfinder. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's amazing. We've, we've spent, well, okay, I... Let me, let me, I, I understand what you're saying, because obviously 5th edition is our, is our favorite. It's our preferred game system. But try other systems. They're fun. Play yes. Pathfinder. Play play Call of Cthulhu. Do do other stuff. Like don't just only play fifth edition D and D for the rest of your life. It's nice that we don't have to switch to Pathfinder because we're in the middle of some crazy stuff right now, and it would suck to have to switch. But like, don't don't just only ever play fifth edition for your whole life. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of what I was getting ready to say is that I you longer than I have, but I have been building and investing in this particular like play world for two years and it would suck to just have to like all of a sudden like oh we're doing something different now so thank you wizards of the coast great choice um thank you for listening to the people that give you their money <laughs> exactly exactly smart business decision well done um they, haven't, yeah, they haven't completely won trust back but they are on the road yeah 100 percent, they are on the road and uh yeah next like we said a little weird backwards way from the way we normally do it but next week we're gonna do we're gonna talk about D. we're gonna we'll talk a little bit about that but we're also gonna talk about our experiences playing the game um yeah i'll tell you i'll tell you guys some some never before heard stories about the first time i ever played D because it was a train wreck nice imagine imagine going from and this is the, the case for a lot of people but imagine going from having absolutely no idea what anything is to reading half of the dm guide and going i got this and then trying to run a campaign <laughs> I'm sure it was wonderful, man. It was horrible. You, you don't give yourself enough credit. No, You're no, just no. like our 
No, listen, mom. Listen, I am very proud of what we have done in the past two years, mm-hmm. and even even in like twenty, like late twenty eighteen, with stuff that I was doing there. But when when I started D anD D in early twenty seventeen, it was a mess. I actually went through uh, like a week ago, and I oh, I went through my Google Drive folder. For that campaign, the very first one I ever did, and maybe I can read some of it uh, on that episode and, oh, and embarrass myself, but it's awful. Yes, please, we have to. Make I'll make that. that I'll make that Google Drive week. folder public. Oh my god! And then you could all just dig through it and roast me, <laughs> dude. That's an incredible idea. Uh, oh my it'll god. be a, it'll be a limited time only thing. I'll, I'll make the link. I'll make it shareable, and then I'll delete it. So grab it if you can. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome to do on the Discord. I love that. Yep. Um, hey, join our Discord. We have that, by the way. Yeah. Also, Instagram, YouTube, 10 points of slashing. It's 10 points of slashing everywhere you look for us. Yeah, not 10 points of crashing. That's that's later. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, completely lost my train of thought just now. How you doing, man? I'm okay. Yeah? Yeah. I'm yeah. good. How are you, man? I'm also okay. It's been a rough week, dude. It's been a week. It's been a rough week. It's uh, been a week. Another another crazy wacky week at work, and then and you know more trips through the same goddamn drive through. Yeah, uh, yeah, hitting the same gas station every day of my life. Nothing, uh, nothing really new on that front. Nothing. Uh, it's kind of settled down over there. Yeah, until until we like you know robbed the place like we said we were going to in episode two or three. We we did not say that for legal reasons. That's a joke. <laughs> Do not arrest us, FBI. We are not going to rob the gas station. I don't. I don't think the FBI would get involved with gas station robbery. Well, unless you, we did you it like, like if you really like, well. If you say you're gonna do something, it, like the police or or someone can like come at you for it. Yeah. No. Nothing. Uh, nothing new. So why don't we just why don't we just jump yeah, right just, into it, let's dude? Let's just jump right in. Today's uh, episode topic uh, actually is a recommendation from Recursor on Discord, I believe. Um, not specifically talking about Unreal. Um, we're gonna talk about it, but more so just an umbrella sci-fi episode ladies and gentlemen yeah um and i want to start the sci-fi episode off by uh touching on a couple things um that recursor actually brought up like uh, a couple fps's from the 90s and yeah. the early development do you but, do you want to talk about your fame <laughs> yeah no I'll, I'll probably not we'll probably leave that alone but okay i want to talk I want to first start off by saying um, that I grew up in the 90s and our dad, super huge nerd, that's where we get it all from. Yeah. He was a huge fan of Star Wars. And Star Wars is where my love of sci-fi originally started. Like, I have memories of watching A New Hope when I was like five or six years old. What I would do is I'd take like all the blankets and all of the pillows that were like in the living room and I'd set up like a little... I'd make a little spaceship out of blankets and pillows on the floor and I'd sit there and I'd just watch the movies and I, it was just always a really uh, like a good memory for me um, but yeah obviously I grew up loving Star Wars because my dad loved Star Wars and then you know I'm sure I don't know, I'm not gonna speak for Matt I'm sure that love like transferred over to you at some point. I I don't know specifically what started my love for sci-fi. As a matter of fact, sci-fi has been very late for me. I really only started getting into sci-fi like a year or two ago. Like oh, wow. like getting into it. Um I'll talk about the the franchise later on that re-sparked or I guess 
started that, that yeah. kind of love for me. But growing up for me, in case it wasn't uh, apparent, it was all fantasy all the time. Yeah. Um, from a very young age, you know, playing. Yeah, and playing Morrowind and Oblivion uh, because when I was like old enough to play video games, uh, I think Morrowind was out, and then Oblivion, and then Skyrim, and then uh, like I the movies that I watched definitely lent more into the fantasy genre. So I I was not a sci-fi kid growing up at all. Yeah, no, I mean it was flipped with me. Uh, I started out in my in this you know the world of you know video games and media and stuff. I started out in sci-fi, and eventually you know fantasy is more more recent for me in the past 10 years or so but um but yeah i don't want to get into star wars too much because uh it's a pretty hot topic with matt and i it's one of those situations where we both have our own opinions we'll see and here, we both align but there there's different nuance to it i think we 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 agree on 99 percent of of star wars stuff yeah um essentially like sj only likes star wars content as envisioned and directed by george lucas except the stuff that was envisioned by and directed by george lucas that he doesn't like and that's the easiest way i can put it like everyone in the star wars community is super stoked that george lucas brought darth maul back but sj is like he should have died but he's such a good character. Yeah, there's there's a couple weird things. The two biggest strong point, the the two hottest takes that I have that Matt vehemently disagrees with are, you know what? Let me start this out by saying both Matt and I are are, are not big fans of the sequel trilogy. Yeah, listen, I think episode seven started something really incredible, and then nine, uh, eight and nine. And then they just fucked it all to hell. And that's where we disagree. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna open this by saying I can't stand the sequel trilogy. It's a goddamn mess. But I love The Last Jedi. I think The Last Jedi was the greatest thing to happen to Star Wars since George Lucas wrapped up the prequel trilogy. I think that The Last Jedi is a good Star Wars movie. I don't think that it works well as like the middle movie in a trilogy. And it would have been better if episode nine did anything with it at all. You know yeah, what I mean? Like agreed. as it, an that's... isolated experience, it's like, oh, cool. But when I look at it, I look at it in the context of before and after. And they completely ruined Luke's character and then didn't pay it off. You know what I mean? Like, yes. And, uh, if they yes. if in episode nine, they did something more with Luke, even if it was just a sentence about like you know the why dis- he did the, what he the did. despair he felt just overtook yes. him. I would have been like, okay, all right, fair enough. But like, yes, they just completely destroyed his character and then did nothing with it. And that's the inherent problem is that the sequel trilogy was just just disjointed. There was yep. no consistency. Um, and yeah, I love what the Last Jedi did because it took everything you knew about the Star Wars franchise. And it's like, hey, we're going to do things differently now. And I honestly, I know it's corny, but I love Kylo Ren's whole thing about let the past die. Like that was the that was like the moral of the story. Ky- Kylo, in Last Ren, Jedi. Kylo Ren is the the star of the sequel trilogy. Yeah, his arc is like the redeeming qual the redeeming uh, it's trait good old, of it's it. Good old, it's like it's like classic Star Wars, really classic redemption arc. Yeah. Um. But anyway, without getting too much into it. There's that that, you know, we disagree on that. And then there's yeah, I just I'm just not a big fan of Maul. You know, I've seen I've seen Clone Wars. I've seen Have you seen all of Clone Wars? I've seen all of Maul's Clone Wars stuff. Have you seen season seven? Uh yes. Okay. Cause I I I don't know, man. At first I was totally in your boat. I was like, why did they bring Maul back? He literally got cut in half. That's stupid. And you could argue that Darth Maul coming back really started a negative trend in modern Star Wars of people that yeah. were like, Oh, you thought I was dead, but I lived because hey. of this. But the way that they brought Maul back 
Yeah. Was really, really well executed. Dave Filoni and George Lucas really, they, they sold it to me. And his character arc throughout the Clone Wars, um, his like quest for power and vengeance kind of ultimately, in a way, ending is kind of a hero because he's the one that tried to warn Obi-Wan that Anakin was going to turn to the dark side. Like Darth Maul could have stopped it if yeah. uh, Ahsoka wasn't the one that showed up instead but like his character arc I think a big part of the reason why I love Darth Maul so much is because of Sam Witwer's performance my god that man just owned that role um yeah and like I'll, I'll say this about about Darth Maul like the storytelling phenomenal he yeah. had an incredible arc I love what they did my take on it is just specifically they didn't need to they didn't need that we didn't need to bring Darth Maul back they could have Introduce some new interesting character instead of Darth Maul. But yeah, and and like I said, I think it's incredible storytelling. I think that they all did a great job with it. But I, I don't know, it just didn't need to happen. Yep. But uh, yeah, so 90s, 90s sci-fi. Yeah. Kind of so, really starting off with, really with Doom. Yeah, so Star Wars, obviously, my love of sci-fi led into, I told that story about how I got into... Um, you know, Unreal Tournament. I told that in the last episode. If you haven't listened to it yet, please do. It's a good one. Yeah, so I, I got into the world of uh, shooters through Unreal, which obviously was inspired by games like Doom and Quake. And that, that early 90s kind of gritty, uh, the first of what we know of first-person shooters. Yeah. Um, and I never played too much Doom. I did play Quake 2. Um, yeah, and- Quake 2 was a fun one. Quake 2 is incredible, and then obviously, you know, they blew up with Quake 3 Arena, but... Um, Here, here's a really, really deep cut. Mm-hmm. I never played the original Doom or the original Wolfenstein. I played a little game called Bad Toys 3D. Oh, wow! Yeah, that's, oh, I remember that's that the one name. that I played. Yeah, oh, it's it basically played exactly like Wolfenstein. Uh, a little bit more Wolfenstein than Doom, but it was called Bad Toys 3D for it, anyone that knows anything about that. Wasn't that like a demo disc or something that came with, like, you buy a box of cereal and you get bad toys 3d maybe it was a full game yeah yeah it was a full game i don't know where it came from uh our middle brother was the one that introduced me to it he was like hey this is a really fun computer game that i have you want to play it and then him and me we played it to death but yeah it's like a wolfenstein closed look it up (laughs) the the box art is like this really crazy looking smiley yellow dude and like you look at it and you're like there's no way that's real but it's real and it's called bad toys 3d that that was my First person. Oh my experience. god, dude! I just googled yeah, it. Yeah, it's real. It's real. It's 100% That's incredible. Real. Oh my god, dude! That just unlocked. It just unlocked so much for you, didn't it? No. So I never played it. It unlocked a different memory. Oh, you're not gonna believe this. There was a game. It was literally uh, Chex Quest. Yes. Yeah, Chex Quest. I couldn't think of With the name. With the remote, and you're yeah, like, yeah, you Chex like Quest. Have a little remote. Oh my god. So Chex Quest was. I couldn't think of the name. I just knew it was called Chex something. Yeah, Chex Quest. Because you buy a box of cereal and you get a disc. I yeah. can't believe I used that example and didn't think of this. Yeah. So it was like a Doom style first person shooter. Uh, that yeah. Oh my god. I'm gonna have to find that. Chex Quest. Dude, let's do a let's play. When we start doing gaming we'll content, do a let's, let's do play of Chex Quest. Quest. I love it, dude. Yeah, you played as like a giant Chex spaceman guy. Your suit of armor was like a giant uh, piece of Chex cereal. Yeah. And uh, yeah, incredible. <laughs> incredible. Yeah, wow, dude. Old Chex Quest. Uh, but yeah, so needless to say, Doom and Quake spawned a lot of like, you know, offshoots and everybody wanted to jump on the fps train when that happened and uh unreal obviously did that for me like i said in the last episode it was it was 
uh, just life changing for me. Um, playing Unreal Tournament, switch into playing Unreal Online. Um, Matt Matt mentioned it when I played Unreal Online. I had a little bit of a uh, I don't know. I had a little bit of a following because I he's selling himself short. I I produced content right. He so was a Unreal <laughs> Unreal released with an editor. Where you could, they un, they like released their uh, their like level design software, and you could uh, you could do very basic programming in it, and just make content. You can make mods, you can make maps. Um, so I really threw myself at that, and you know, just I had a love of creating content for that game, and I made a bunch of map packs and mods with cool guns and all kinds of stuff. But yeah, I had a, a little bit of a following for a while there um, as a content producer for Unreal. And then, honestly, the last map pack that I released was probably 2017. Yeah, 2017 or 18. Um, I, I I don't know. I just revisit it every couple of years. There's like four or five year gaps. And then I go back to Unreal Editor and just mess around in it. And I actually started, oddly enough, I started doing something, I want to say last year. Um, I started messing around with the editor again. And uh, uh, I was going to make a like a Unreal translated mission pack based off of Star Wars episode 1 actually mm-hmm. it was like i did the trade federation ship but i like geared it more towards um uh like the unreal storyline and the storylines that i had built within my own map packs but it it was really cool um anyway so yeah i uh loved that whole world and then i played obviously the rest of the unreal franchise uh Criminally underrated game, Unreal 2. Uh, they released it. Oh, yeah. That was like the weird third person. No, it wasn't third no, person. No, it, it, it was, was like you it, could do third person. It was like nah. the it was like the grittier one, right? Yeah, it was gritty. Yeah, they released it on the success of Halo. Yeah. Um, it was their answer, and they took their formula and just kind of, I don't know, they made it they made it Halo-y. Yeah, I, I remember it, and I remember enjoying it. It was a great game, dude. It was really good. Um, you just kind of have to, I don't know, take it with a grain of salt, play it for what it is, and not not think, oh, this is Unreal 2. It's just a first-person shooter set in the Unreal universe. But yeah, uh, I remember I, I got Matt and uh, our other brother playing Unreal with me a couple times. It was a freaking blast. Like, I don't, do you have any specific memories of us doing that together? I have one memory uh, when we were living with our grandmother Mm -hmm. you had come home on leave at one point and Mm -hmm. i just remember you me our other brother and uh our father sitting around it was this like uh i don't remember if it was still the glass table at this point in time or if it was our grandparents old patio table but we like set up a little wi-fi router we all plugged into it and we all sat around and played uh the og unreal tournament and uh that was a blast we all just kind of sat around and we uh we did a little land little land party I have a lot of land party memories, uh, not involving Unreal. It's involving another. I don't know. Wow, hold on. What? Okay, what is your definition of science fiction? I'm curious. Does it is it like aliens in space and all of that, or like? I honestly anything anything like future. Yeah, I, I like futuristic, but like well, because there's a franchise that I have that is sci-fi, but it's not traditional like yeah blasting aliens with laser guns on spaceships. Yeah, I was I was gonna say a lot of my land party memories are when uh, a very close friend of mine would come over and we would play a game called Arma Three, and it's like a military sandbox kind of simulator. I wouldn't consider yeah. it sci-fi. It's set like. 
30, 40 years in the future and like obviously like the guns are, you know, more futuristic, but you're still rolling around in like Badgers and Abrams and stuff and yeah, it's still I, I wouldn't really call I wouldn't it sci-fi. sci-fi. Yeah, okay, never mind then. But that that's most of my land party memories are with Arma Three, but um yeah, we, we did a lot of Unreal Tournament land parties and it was a good time. I remember I would walk in to your room all the time and you would be like I would just hear the the Unreal Gold like main menu music, like the boom yeah i would just hear that all the time and then i'd walk in and you'd just be like making something and i'd be like what you doing and you'd be like nothing (laughs) yeah i I did so much development uh we would we would we would sit around and play every now and then and i'd be like he would like have all these crazy keybinds and spawn in all of his crazy weapons and armor (laughs) and stuff and then i'd be like can i get some of that and you'd be like no you have to play the game like it was intended, and I get the cool stuff. And Meanwhile, I was, like, okay. I was playing God Admin. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, hilarious. So that, that's most of my memories with Unreal, but yeah, no, Actually, it was a good time. if I remember correctly, Unreal is where you got your uh, your online handle that you no. use to this day. No, it is not, as a matter of fact. My online handle, Hazard, came from Star Wars Battlefront 2, because we were playing uh, split-screen co-op, and when you go to log in, it makes you make a name. And I didn't have a name. Uh, but at the time, I really, really loved a movie called Small Soldiers. So I was, yes! trying to th- I was trying to think of something, and SJ was like, who's a character that you love? And I was like, oh, I really, really like Major Chip Hazard. He's really cool. He's really like, ooh, you know? And he was like, okay, what if we just do Major Hazard? And then eventually I just shortened it to Hazard. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about that, It was that, Star dude. Wars Battlefront 2 split screen is I knew how I, I got my username. I knew I had something to I think do with that. But when, I- uh, when, when we were playing Unreal, it was, it was oh, God. It was Darth Matt, because I, I was kind of into Star Wars at the time, and I didn't okay. have anything, so you were just like, why not Darth Matt? <laughs> I'm not I'm saying Darth Matt. It was not Darth Matt. It was my childhood nickname that I refuse to go by and don't want anyone knowing. Oh, um, yeah. So, but yeah, it was uh, it was Darth that name, and uh, that <laughs> stuck. But yeah, Star Wars Battlefront 2, Major Hazard, eventually got shortened to Dude, Hazard. it's hilarious that you just talked about Small Soldiers. I was just having a conversation with a dear friend of mine the other day about that movie. Uh, it's incredible. I would love like it's one a, of my favorite movies. It's it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I would love like a, not like a remake. I would love just like a sequel because modern toys and stuff yeah, like that dude. are a lot crazier. But not like horror, just like crazy, wacky, zany small soldiers. You know what I mean? Like it. It's so funny because I explained the plot to her, and as I was explaining the plot to her, I was like, "This is fucking ridiculous." <laughs> It's like it's literally the way I explain it. I was like, yeah, so this toy manufacturing company makes they want to make these toys that talk and fight and stuff. And the guy that's in charge of ordering the chips, uh, the he orders them from like a military. He accidentally orders munitions chips from the military. And then the toys start trying to take over the world and fighting each other and actual real world havoc. And I was just like, I took a pause after I said it and i was like maybe it was one of those movies you had to be there for i don't yeah, know no, it's incredible like, <laughs> if you've never seen small soldiers you should watch it it's definitely uh, aged a bit oh yeah it's very much it's definitely a product of its time but take it for what it is it's an incredible movie yeah i love it absolutely uh, another one bites the dust by queen masterfully used yeah, masterfully, honestly. Really well done. And then we uh, need Spice Indian... Girls, that whole scene oh, was Oh, yeah, the Spice Girls sequence was great. We yeah. need to, I was just thinking we need to do a, a montage with another one bites the dust in D&D. We, <laughs> we have this thing where we do, like, montages and stuff. We have, we like, use we have explicitly a, 80s music. We have a soundtrack uh, for, for our campaign, and it's all just really crappy. Not crappy, but, like, really... Really cliche. Cliche 80s songs. 80s. 
like Faith by George Michael, St. Elmo's Fire, We Didn't Start the Fire, yeah, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Just like really crazy, wacky, zany. Uh, Hungry Like the Wolf. Let's, yeah, we'll get into that more in next week's episode. There's yeah. a lot. So when we do next week's episode, it's not just going to be us telling stories about characters that none of you care about. It's we're going to be talking t- about D&D. We're going to talk about the funny parts of it that um, like, also, everyone's going to get. SJ knows this, but next time we sit down to record a podcast. Oh, no, never mind, because we're not recording next Saturday. Oh, no. Yeah. So we're okay. Never mind. Next time we uh, sit down to record the podcast, we'll have uh, gone through a very, very crazy moment in our campaign that I cannot wait to have uh, SJ tell me all about in that podcast episode. It's something that I've been planning for a year now that we're finally getting to and it's going to be crazy. But anyway, sci-fi. I didn't even think about that. That's a great like that's a great point that the timing on that episode works perfectly to line up with what's about to happen Mm -hmm. this weekend. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, so yeah, obviously I played a lot of Unreal. I built my stupid little following and, um, while I was playing Unreal, while I was really active in the community between like, between like 2004 and 2010, I was like super duper active in the Unreal community. From 2004 to 2010, another particular game in the sci-fi world had completely taken off and flipped the industry upside down on itself. And that was Halo. Mm -hmm. Um, I talked about that last week. I mentioned that I didn't really like it when it first came out because I was one of those kids that was like, oh, it's it's the cool thing to play. I don't want to play it. I like I like Unreal. I like this game. I like the freedom in it. Um, And it took me a couple years before I first played Halo. But um, obviously I loved it. And what I loved about it was the couch co-op aspect of it. You know, like the multiplayer was great. Playing online with people is great. But just sitting on a couch with your friends and shooting each other in Halo. Like, it's just so much fun. There's so much nostalgia for that or uh, for me doing those things. Like, I don't I've I've been mentioning it to Matt for like a year now, but I'm, I keep saying like, dude, one of these days we need to just sit down and play through Halo a little bit. See, have a good old couch co-op day. I am not a fan of couch co-op. Really? I don't like it. Why is that? Um... I don't know if it's, like, player two syndrome or, like, not being able to see what the fuck you're doing 99% of the time or, like... That's fair. ...what it is, but, like, couch co-op has just never spoken to me. I did... Growing up, with the games that we grew up with, there was a lot of passing the controller around. Yeah. Like, with, like, Crash Bandicoot and, like, some of those those old, like, uh, 90s to early 1000s platforming games and stuff like that. Um, there was a lot of passing the controller around, so I didn't really grow up with couch co-op. And then, you know, growing up, the age that I did, online gaming was sort of really starting to come into preval- prevalence, prevalence, whatever the, the proper Pre- word is. Prevalence, yeah. Prevalence. Um, so I kind of really got into that right away. So couch co-op was something that I never really did as a kid. And then... Doing it as an adult, I'm just like, wow, this is a product of its time. Yeah, you know, Couch Co-op for me started with my dad and I playing Crash Team Racing. Yep. The I will memories. say that that was split screen Crash Team Racing. That the was... memories that I have of playing Crash Team Racing with my dad and how super pissed off we'd get at each other at Screaming. the game. Um, Screaming. Yeah, like it was so much fun and... God, like both of us, my father and I, we we used to look forward to those those times that we'd play that so much. Like, you know, I must have been eight, nine, ten years old, um, just playing games with my dad. Like, it was just such a cool thing for me. So, separate of sci-fi, what is it about shooters that you love so much? Well, I mean, when I was a kid, I always had this fascination with you know the military and being a super cool guy and all that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I you know kind of lived that dream later on. But um, for me, what I love the most about 
sci-fi is the ability to tell a story that hasn't been told before. Yeah. Is the ability to take concepts and things that we know to be true in this world and kind of drive them forward to the nth degree and take these conflicts, these interpersonal relationships and put them on a whole new level. Because now we're talking about other, other sentient species and other planets, other worlds. Like, I don't know, there's just so much you can do with storytelling in sci-fi that is so grand and so huge that it's like a truly beautiful thing. Um, mm -hmm. uh, case in point, Mass Effect. You know, yep. like absolutely insane storytelling that will literally bring tears to your eyes. And Ma Mass Effect should be on every gamer's like top five franchise list. It's, yeah, I mean, like I, if you've played Mass Effect and you don't like it, I, I think you're just being difficult. Yeah, honestly, it's incredible. Yeah, I so I, I I was that kid. I was like, Mass Effect is stupid, blah, blah. I don't like it. And then for Christmas, forever and ever and ever ago, back when PlayStation 3 was the console, uh, Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. Uh, SJ got me Mass Effect 3 and I played it and I was like, I get it now. Yeah. No, I mean, so I started off with Mass Effect 2. I bought it when it was relatively new and uh, went to install it on my computer. And I did not have a computer that was capable of running Mass Effect 2 at the time. So it, it, it ran, but it ran like shit. It was really choppy. And so I only played, I want to say like half of the game before I just gave up because it just wasn't an enjoyable experience. And then I got Mass Effect 3, I want to say close to release, like right around 2012, 2013 and played through it and was just like what what did i miss and so i then went or no i think dad actually got me the mass effect trilogy Yeah, because he he played our father loved mass effect i think he got into it before you did uh, no he, it's because when i bought mass effect 2 i actually bought that for dad oh okay. Um, gotcha, i wanted gotcha. I, he was going through kind of a rough patch at the time and i got it because i was like oh i don't know what this game is but i want to do something nice for dad and it was like 30 bucks or whatever games cost back then um so i bought it for him he installed it and then he was like oh if you played it you should give this a try and that's when i tried gotcha. and it just didn't work but yeah um, he uh he he had the, he still to this day will play through the trilogy just every now and then yeah yeah totally and yeah like i said i i got mass effect 3 close to release and just loved it and then i i yeah i think it was dad that got me the trilogy for christmas one year and mm. i went back through and played all of them and yeah it it's incredible absolutely incredible um we we'll talk about that more later um later on we're gonna do a little top three we have a top three it's we have some gonna... honorable mentions though okay cool um, I, yeah I'm, I'm sure i could come up with some honorable mentions as well um but yeah that kind of kind of sort of brings me to the present day as far as like I, my own sci-fi journey i i will say just to kind of Kind of cut in real quick. Um, Mass Effect is the franchise that got me into sci-fi. I know, oh, right I, I know, I know that I said it was only like a few years ago. Um, when when I played Mass Effect through all those years ago, I just kind of played through it and was like, that was a great experience. Then I moved on with my life, but I, I revisited. Um, I didn't play it, but I revisited it and just kind of like the world and the and the universe and stuff. And SJ was a big part of that. And then uh, last year, I want to say like end of summer, beginning of fall, I played through Andromeda. Yeah, and yeah. loved it. Yeah, dude. Um, I obviously I have the benefit of it having been patched a shitload of times and all that stuff because obviously when it came out it was a bit of a it was a bit of a mess. But every game in this day and age is a mess when it comes out. But I played through Andromeda and I absolutely loved it, and that kind of restarted everything for me. I played uh, Halo Infinite. Mm -hmm. I played Halo Reach. Yeah, really, really good. Um, yeah, I just kind of started going through and playing um, some some sci-fi games and kind of discovering that I do enjoy it. 
I will say this. It's a hot take. I know that Matt knows it, but Mass Effect Andromeda, objectively good game. I'm sorry, but it is an objectively good game. The combat is phenomenal. Combat is incredible. Yeah, the story gets a little wonky, but if you go through and you do the like side quests and stuff like mm-hmm. that, it's got the same feel yeah, I, I think, as the original trilogy. I think my biggest gripe is just that the villain is really uninspired. He's really generic, exactly. just bad guy space villain. I think they could have done something good. Like, putting him on a pedestal next to the elusive man is like, it's, there's no comparison. Yeah, it's, just, the, it's just generic evil alien number seven. But Yeah, and the, the problem with it that I've talked about before with Matt is that, like, they had to follow up the Reapers. You know, they had to follow up this intergalactic... The, one of the greatest villains in a video game franchise. Ever. I agree. I agree. Bec- yeah, it's... It, honestly, the Reapers are, like, the perfect bad guy to me. Um, But they had to follow that up somehow, and I think they knew they weren't going to be able to top that, and they didn't want to piss people off and be like, hey, just kidding, the Reapers are back, but they're in this other galaxy, so you, it's fine. You know, so they had to go with something new, and I think honestly, they, it's I think uninspired. They, they tried to focus more on the interpersonal stuff. I think, yeah, and it's 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 just a little uninspired. You know, it's just yeah, evil aliens that turn other people into those evil aliens, and they want to take over the world. Yeah, take over the universe. Right? I, I like, will say, I would love an Andromeda two. Yeah, me too. I would love for them to expand on it, make the villains more villainous, do something. I I think the writers, like Scott or Sarah, depending on your preferred gender. Riders, like the main characters. Yeah. I think they're really, really good main characters. Yeah, I, I agree. really, I really enjoyed my time as Scott Ryder. I think he's a great main character. I think uh, a lot of people gave him like were like, oh, the the writers are just like super bland and boring. But again, how do you follow up Commander Shepard? Yeah, and I I always felt like uh, I I just I I felt more of a connection to to Scott Ryder. Because instead of being the biggest badass in all of video games, you're just a dude. Yeah. And I vibe with being kid. just some punk kid that all of a sudden has a shitload of responsibility. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, and like I said, like gameplay-wise, it was phenomenal. Um, it's just I think people were upset about the story, and it's like... It's okay. It you have to You have to take it for what it is. You mm-hmm. know, you, you can't go into it expecting the bombasticness of the Mass Effect trilogy. Like, you have to go into it thinking, okay, this is a new game. It's just set in the Mass Effect universe, and like Matt said, I would love an Andromeda 2, but after the reception that the first one got, they're not going to do it. I will say, though, in terms of generic alien bad guys, better than Zinyak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now we're talking about real sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, here. guys. Mass Effect, never heard of it. Saints Row 4, uh, that, like, that's, that's the game that Mass Effect got the idea for Mass right, Effect. Exactly. Right, exactly. Saints Row 4, and then they're like, oh, we can do that. Yeah, yeah exactly, okay. yeah. Yeah, no, uh, Saints, Row Saints Row 4. We're going to do a Saints Row podcast, and I'm just going to rip into Volition's ass. But we'll, anyway, regardless, dude, back no, no, to sci-fi. Let's, let's talk more about Zinyak here, because that, that is incredible. You know what I love about Saints Row 4? Is that, that it ended, and then you never had to play it ever again? Honestly, I love the fact that they took, like, major sci-fi franchises and then boxed them all up into the Saints Row world. Like, obviously, it's a whole thing on The Matrix, yeah. And then it's a whole thing on Mass Effect because mm. you run around in your ship and you can literally bone anyone. And it's like yep. one click of a button and then they're. Yeah, they're there's like, no oh, like, yeah. you don't even have to build relationships. You just walk up to Gat and you're just like, want to fuck? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm then Johnny there's a Gatt. little cutscene with like <laughs> baby making music. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> 
Goddamn. Saints Row 4, dude. What a mess. What I can't believe <laughs> I forgot about Zinyak until you dropped that name. Yep. <laughs> Another fantastic alien villain. Uh, Ceres. Galaxy Quest. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Galaxy. Good old... I, I read somewhere, I don't know if it's true, but I, I read that uh, in Galaxy Quest, Alan Rickman never took the makeup off. I believe that. I heard that he wore it throughout the entire production of the movie, like the headpiece and all what that. What a goddamn angel What that a man, man. Uh, rest, in, rest in goddamn peace. Rest in peace, Alan Rickman. But yeah, no, that, that movie, Tim Allen, Alan Rickman, um, oh man, what's what's her name? Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver, yeah. From um, Alien. From like, Alien, From yep. the ultimate sci-fi movie. For, yeah, like. An incredible movie. And honestly. And Sarah, yeah, really good. Yeah, absolutely hilarious. And uh, what's his name? Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell, yeah. As oh, guy. <laughs> I love... Uh, Sam Rockwell is one of my favorite actors. I love Sam Rockwell. Sam, I think... Uh, one of my favorite scenes from that movie, I still quote to this day, it's when uh, guy they're all in the control room and they're like flying, or the bridge or whatever, and they're flying and uh, somebody shoots a missile at the ship and... Sam Rockwell's character, Guy, he hears, like, some beeping, and uh, Tim Allen's character is like, what? What is that? What's going on? And Sam Rockwell's like, uh, uh, and he's looking at a radar, Mm -hmm. and he just goes, red thingy moving towards the green thingy, because, like, on the radar, it shows a red blip moving towards the green blip, and (laughs) Tim Allen's like, what? What are you... What? <laughs> and he goes, red thingy moving towards the green thingy. And he just freaks out. Yeah. And I say that all the time now. <laughs> I uh, One of my favorite, uh, those of you who might not know who Sam Rockwell is, uh, he played Justin Hammer in Iron Man 2. Incredible oh. performance. Um, uh, but my favorite Sam Rockwell movie, hands down, is Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever seen Starship Troopers? I'm sure yeah, you have. Oh, of course I love I have. Starship Troopers. That's yeah, a no. funny, funny fucking movie. Oddly enough, Galaxy Quest also came up in the conversation I had with my friend the other day. We were just talking about like movies that you've seen, mm-hmm. and uh, I mentioned that Galaxy Quest is my favorite comedy movie of all time. Ooh, of all time. Favorite comedy movie. That's a we'll we'll, we'll get into that later. Back to sci-fi. <laughs> Do yeah, you want to do you want to jump into to top threes? I mean, th- we could just rattle on about this forever, but let's do it, man. Yeah, let's let's okay, jump into I'm, top threes. I'm so, gonna start with I'm gonna whoa, start. Whoa, 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 you're not gonna start. Let's do a three, two, one for our three, two, and one. Well, yeah, but I was gonna say before you so really interrupted. I'm I just apologize. gonna I'm gonna start with my honorable mentions. Okay, yeah, we um, can do that. That way, I don't have to be like number two and then honorable. So I'm just gonna yeah, start yeah. with my number my honorable mentions. Uh, my honorable mentions are uh, specifically Doom 2016 and Eternal, those two games. Um, oh, right on. Uh, Fallout? Okay, yeah. I think I'd Fallout technically. Sci-fi. Not Fallout 4, but uh, New Vegas and 3, for sure. Um, I did play Fallout 1 and 2. It was rough. I'm not a big fan. Um, okay. And then Bioshock. Okay. Interesting. I, if, you, if you do not protect the daughters, you're a horrible human being. I, I know for you. a fact that a couple of our listeners... Uh, love the Bioshock franchise. So yeah. talk talk more about Bioshock for me, because I don't well, know for anything me, about it. For me, so the original Bioshock specifically is the one because I've I've played all of them. I played like half of Infinite. I didn't I didn't finish it, but the original Bioshock um, set place in Rapture, I believe it's called the underwater city. And I remember the very first cutscene kind of shows you it's on rails for a little bit, and then it, it kind of like pans down and up and into the city underwater Rapture. And I remember just being absolutely blown away with the scenery for like for a game of its time. The visuals were 
out of this world. Um, and just the story, the villain, I don't want to spoil it. Like, I know that we spoil a lot all the time, but genuinely, if you've never played Bioshock, you should. The villain, absolutely unhinged, crazy performance. I don't know the name of the actor, but he really just owned that role. The gameplay, the combat, again, for a game of its time, super solid. But the, the thing that pulled me in was the atmosphere. Because mm. it's it's a first person shooter, you kind of run around, you you know, you do things. It's great, it's all that. But it's like it's like borderline horror. There are like the game has a very unsettling atmosphere, and there's a lot of moments where the game does terrify you straight I'm, up. Like I'm big on atmosphere. Bioshock's got it in spades. This isn't sci-fi, but I just I do want to say this before I forget it and it's lost forever. Tomb Raider, the original Tomb Raider franchise, was a huge thing that started my love of like atmospheric games. Yeah, it's the isolation and the, the creepiness. Vibe. Yeah, the vibe. It's all the about vibe the vibe. And the dream. Absolutely. All right. I think um, I don't have. I think the only thing on my top three list that's going to surprise you is number one. I don't have a uh, an honorable mention. I do, but I yeah, let's hey, go, let's go into the yeah. top. Let's go into the top so three we're, first. We're three, two, one in this. Let's three, two, one it. Okay. Okay. Three, three two, one. Gears of War. Yep, that makes sense. Yeah, I know. I haven't talked about Gears much, but uh, I it's another one of those franchises that I got butt hurt about because Unreal Epic Games is the the people that make that made Unreal and also obviously the Unreal Engine, which every game ever uses the Unreal Engine these days. Um, during the development of Unreal Tournament 3, they also developed Gears of War. You can tell, too. Yes. It, Unreal they, Tournament identical. 3 is very Gears of War-y. They're identical. The character yeah. design is very identical. And Gears of War came out, and Epic did something that they have done multiple times now. Where Gears of War came out, Gears of War made a shitload of money, and they went, huh, let's do that instead. And they stopped everything in the Unreal franchise to the point that they put out a half-made game in Unreal Tournament 3. It was, like, halfway developed. That's why there was, like, zero content at release. Um, It was great. The gameplay was great for Unreal Tournament 3. They just didn't finish making stuff for it. I think 2004 is my favorite Unreal Tournament. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, obviously I love them all. But, um, yeah, so when that happened, I was like, Okay, cool. So I hate Gears of War. Gears of War sucks. I don't want to play this. It sucks. Mm. Eventually, obviously, I did play it in a couch co-op setting, actually, with a friend of mine from high school um, that, oddly enough, I hadn't seen in forever when I went to hang out with him, and I have not seen him to this day. Um, But anyway, uh, I loved it. I loved playing couch co-op with him, and that led me to play through the trilogy. And let me just say... That uh, I have been trying to talk about this for like weeks on this podcast and it keeps slipping my mind. Uh, We alluded to it last episode. I have a fascination with, like I said in the last episode, these these missions, these quests where you are sent underground to investigate something. And while you're there, everything seems cool and normal. And then something goes insanely wrong. And Matt mentioned like the Mines of Moria. Yep. The Mines of Moria and Lord of the Rings is what triggered this like love for me because they go in there. It's dark, it's creepy, it's closed in, you don't know what the hell's going on, and then out of nowhere the shit hits the fan and everything goes crazy. Um, and if you n- you'll notice, if you look at my top five list of quests, pretty much all of them are exactly that. Like in Halo, 343 Guilty Spark is the mission where you meet the Flood, and you go into this complex and you're like, okay, everything's normal, there's, no, there's really no covenant here, we're good, and then the Flood happened, right? And like, uh, anyway... 
Gears of War is just that over and over and over and over again. And I love it. I love the atmosphere. I love how they they throw these like horror aspects at you. There's investigations to it. Like it's just incredible. I love Gears of War for that alone. All right. I what is there to say about Halo? Halo, yeah. Halo good. Yeah. All right, number two. <laughs> wow. No, Seriously? honestly, yeah. Halo was very late for me. Halo was definitely one of those games where I was like, it's stupid. I hate it. I don't like it. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Don't like Halo. Uh, and then I played Reach, and I was yes. like, okay, I like Reach, but I still hate Halo because Reach isn't Halo. It's Reach. Whatever. Uh, and then I played ODST, which is my favorite Halo game. I um, thought Reach was. Wow. Halo ODST is my favorite Halo game. Um, smooth jazz. That's all I have to say. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's fair. No, uh, but yeah, no, Halo ODST, incredible game. Um, Nathan Fillion, rest in peace, you beautiful man. Yeah, I mean. So, so yeah, uh, it, t- it was so long for me to play any actual mainline Halo game. And the first mainline Halo game that I played was Halo 2. And I, and I, I, I loved it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And yeah. I, I know it's an unpopular opinion. I think... I think it stems from the fact that I'm like Halo was so late for me. I enjoyed Halo Infinite's campaign. Yeah. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I thought Master Chief's characterization was great. I loved uh Esparza. I loved the setting. Like I thought it was a great campaign. I think it ended weird. Um I, I had a lot of things that I wanted to see that didn't happen. Um I'm kinda sad that uh Xbox is officially kind of ditched halo as a franchise but yeah no i i liked infinite a lot yeah i mean i i enjoyed it but i wasn't crazy about it honestly like yeah i I think that comes from the fact that you you're like one of the og fans you know what i mean maybe i mean i I don't know my i will say halo 5 sucked ball and halo 4 is uh barely excusable um, Cortana should have never been made hot or like a love interest. That's my, that's my hot. Take. Yeah, that was really Cortana weird. should not be a love interest. She's a robot. That was really weird. She's yeah. a robot. Um, no, I think my, my issue with Halo 4, 5 and Infinite is the same thing we talked about with Mass Effect, where I think the Flood was a perfect enemy. I think the Flood was a perfect villain and... For them to be the kind of Palpatine, you know, like they've been the problem the whole time. They've been behind everything. And then you end it in Halo 3 and it feels so good to end this millions of years long conflict. And then they have to top that somehow. You know, if they make a sequel, they have to introduce a new bad guy that's scarier or different in some way. And Halo 4, you know, they introduce the the guy. I don't remember his name. Um, the didact. And then Halo yeah. 5, they kind of keep rolling with this weird behind-the-scenes stuff. I love the ending of Halo 5. Because yeah, it was I love, like, one. Cortana's the villain. That was cool. The Guardians. Like, I love the concept of her, you know, of, like, bringing back the Guardians or whatever. But for me, I just feel like Infinite didn't pay anything off for me. Um, I feel like they tried to introduce some new bad guy that, like, superseded the Flood or something like that. And I just feel like the only way they can do it justice if is if... It's the flood, if if it's like the original flood or whatever the case may be, and like I, the I don't genetic know. profile, yeah, for the flood, and or... you just we don't get that payoff at the end of Infinite, but you can tell they're setting it up to do like some kind of DLC or something. Honestly, I wasn't joking. I like Xbox is done with Halo; they're not doing anything interesting ever again. Yeah, no, I, I think they're going to keep supporting Infinite Online, and I could be wrong on this. Don't quote me, but I, I read that like Microsoft is ditching Halo as its like premier franchise. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I. I haven't looked in to see Infinite if there's um, nothing, if there's any DLC announced nope. or any campaign stuff. They yeah. do. They barely. They've barely released any content for multiplayer. 
they're not going to do any single player expansions. Yeah. Oh, on that note, honestly, I had so much fun with the multiplayer. In oh, Halo, it was great. So. Oh, it was in- insane. Um, in, uh, or in infinite rather. So let's yeah, get let's, into number two. Let's jump into number two. Uh, All right. Three, two. Oh, my bad. Three, two, one. Mass Effect. I don't think we need to say anything about that. I think we're good. Um, number one, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna see this coming from a mile away, baby. Uh, you see mine coming from a mile away. Three, three, two, one. Warframe. Interesting. Talk Warframe. about Warframe. Um, Warframe. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, Warframe is uh, is like a free to play MMO on um on Steam. And when you hear free to play MMO, it's like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, yeah, cool. It's it, it's gonna be a thanks. Here's the deal. You, okay, you guys, I'm going to make an assumption here. I'm going to make the assumption that everyone at some point in their life has seen Tarzan. And you know how the joke is like Phil this Collins did not need to go that hard. Like when they hired Phil Collins to make a soundtrack, he could have just gotten a paycheck, but he decided to make like the best movie soundtrack ever <laughs> in the world. Like he did not need to go that hard, right? Right. For a free-to-play, massively multiplayer online game, the story does not need to go that hard, but it does. Like, the story of Warframe is absolutely... It's 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 so gripping. It's such a good sci-fi story. It, like, it has a lot of, like, socioeconomic problems. It has a lot of societal problems. It has a lot of, like, galvanizing and a lot of, like... There's the main villain, Ballas, is actually uh, the inspiration for a lot of villains that I've done in D&D. Um, I don't, I don't want to get into it too much, but, um, yeah, Ballas, insane character. The story takes so many twists and turns in, in really interesting ways. Uh, you like the, the, the reveal of what you actually are. I don't want to spoil it. Um, mm-hmm. you should play Warframe, but you know, you play Warframe and you load it up and you're just like, you're the Tenno and you're this weird robot thing, thing dude. And then you find out, A, what you actually are, and you find out, B, what the Warframes actually are. And it is one of the most insane twists in a video game I have ever seen in my life. Executed masterfully, and um, yeah, it's just so, so good. If you don't have the energy to play it, I totally get it, but I would watch yeah. like I would watch YouTube videos. I would read about it because it's genuinely a very very compelling story. Yeah, I've played about six and a half minutes of Warframe, and it just it just wasn't my thing. But... Yeah, it, the gameplay is definitely very grindy. It's very repetitive. Um, but I I think the world building, the story, the characters, it's it's incredible. It's so good, and the gameplay is so. Fun, like because it's an MMO. There's a lot of like min maxers. There's a lot of my my very close friend of mine um, is like the Warframe guy, <laughs> uh, and he's he's like a min maxer. He like he follows the builds and he like uses this weapon because it's good and not because he likes it and blah blah blah. And like he's, uh, he's all okay. in on that. You don't have to do that. Um, there's some like really really high level like raids and, and events and stuff that you really kind of have to. But for the majority of the game, you don't. Um, but all of the Warframes have their own unique abilities. Gameplay is super fresh. The weapons are fun. The combat is fun. Man- maneuvering, like movement, like the jumping and the sliding and stuff is fun. You can, like, there are open world sections uh. where you can fly around. And, like, it's just so, if you're willing to invest the time in it, it's so fun. And the story is, is going to take you for a ride, I promise. It's so good. Interesting. Um, so, Mass Effect... I'm actually I'm actually going to introduce a little chaos here and I'm going to backpedal back to Unreal because I've talked a lot about how much I love it and how great it is and little stories here and there. 
but I've never like explained the story behind it to people that don't know it. So I'll, I'll just explain the original Unreal starts with you're a prisoner on a prison transport vessel and it crashes on an alien planet. And basically the whole story of the first game is get off of the planet. Um, so there's a lot of horror elements. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of wandering. There's a lot of reading the logs of dead people and hearing these horrible things that happened. Um, but I love that atmosphere. And then Unreal Tournament is essentially what it sounds like. It's a bunch of these mining corporations are warring against each other and uh, they start these tournaments with because people have respawners because it's the future. Um, but they have these tournaments where people shoot at each other with these regulation guns and armor sets. And there's a bunch of teams and blah, blah, blah. And it's really corny sci-fi setting. But um, obviously Unreal Tournament is a blast. They've made several of those games in the Unreal Tournament world. But um, the story of Unreal is just this very dark, gritty, futuristic setting where everybody's after everybody's throats. And, you know, it's it, nothing really makes sense. Um it's I don't know. I just really love it. I think it's gripping. And what I love the most about it is the freedom that you have to be able to create your own stories within it. Um, and I think that's, you know, obviously that's we we love D&D for that reason. You can create your own stories within the world that's already established. And like I said, I did that for years with all my weird mission packs and stuff that I the content that I produced. Um, but yeah, the ability to tell stories is one of my favorite things to do in video games. That's why I love RPGs. That's yeah. why we love Dragon Age. That's why we love Mass Effect. That's why we love D&D. And uh, yeah, it's just a beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything you want to say about Mass Effect? I've said enough. Mass Effect is incredible. The story, there are character deaths that will bring a tear to your eye. It's the biggest, baddest... Uh, Honorable mention, Star Wars. Mass Effect kicked. I didn't I didn't want to say Star Wars, but like obviously like Knights of the Old Republic and the Battlefront yeah. games and stuff no, like I, that. Incredible. Mass Effect kicked Star Wars off of my top three list. Like Mass Effect is the sci-fi franchise that unseated Star Wars for me because it's just incredible. The interpersonal stuff, the bad guy, the overwhelming odds, like just everything about Mass Effect is absolutely incredible. I love it. Mm. Um, and I, I like Shepard as a protagonist way more than, like, it gets compared to Halo a lot. And the thing is, like, do I think Master Chief is, like, a good character? Yeah, I do, but he he is very much just the straight man. And um, one thing that we found out about SJ is he does not like, like, just the straight man character. He, doesn't, yeah, he does not like the down-to-business, just kind of like, let's do this. It was a very um, interesting realization we had. Uh, Shepard is not that. He has a lot of depth, but... Yeah, no, we, we talked about it a little bit, but uh, Mandalorian and um, uh, Witcher. What is his name? I almost said Garrus. I'm in Mass Effect realm. What the hell? Geralt. Geralt. Yeah, yeah. Witcher. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, Geralt and the Mandalorian are these very straight man characters that are down to business. I have a job to do, and apparently I'm just not a fan of that. So. I will say I agree with Master Chief. Yeah. But uh, Geralt is a character that does have a lot of depth to him. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And and like Matt has said, like you 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 build that throughout the game. You you learn his Well, yeah, it's but... like it's building it throughout the game, but it, it's it's kind of like a lore thing too and they they definitely play into it because you know, everyone thinks that in order to be, in order to become a witcher, you have to go through this process that like strips you of all your emotions and stuff. And a lot of people, like, it's this assumption in the Witcher world that Witchers are just these emotionless, like, shitbags that don't care or feel about anything. And uh, that is not true. They absolutely do. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and you kind of discover how Geralt internalizes that. Because you meet 
a lot of other witchers like granted Geralt is like a super witcher like all of the witches go through the mutations and then they are who they are but Geralt kind of went through like another mutation because he resisted the first one so easily they're like oh hey let's see how far we can push this like let's make him the test subject so Geralt's definitely got it a lot worse off than everyone else because he's basically like a super witcher but um yeah all of the other witchers they they're really bad with their emotions too it's just kind of a the the unintentional side effect of becoming the protectors of humanity you know yeah, and Master Chief doesn't has, have any He doesn't excuse. have personality. He just, he just needs a weapon. Yep. That's all. I need a weapon. Yeah. Which it works for me. I, I'm with you, Master Chief. You need a weapon? Here's a weapon. Let's go kill yeah, shit. But you, you know already I mean? have a weapon, Master but when Chief. But they, when they try to give him... You are a weapon, Master yeah, Chief. When they try to give him personality, it's like, okay. Yeah, I, exactly. I think Noble Six has more personality than Master Chief, and he never spoke a word. Yeah, no, I agree. And that that's kind of the thing in Halo 1, 2, and 3 is Master Chief is just the ultimate badass and you got to go solve a problem, which worked in Halo. Yeah. And then in, in the, you know, 4, 5, and 6, they're like, you're the ultimate badass. You have a problem to solve, but also you're, you're in, in love. love with a robot. Yeah. Figure that yeah. out. Work through that, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that about does it for today, guys. Thank yeah. you so much for listening to us yet again. Uh, yeah, I would love to do uh, like a sci-fi part two because, you know, in order to keep the episode on track and not three hours long, we definitely have to force ourselves along the path. But I would love to revisit, do another sci-fi episode because clearly we have more that we want to talk about. But We do, yeah. There's a lot to unpack in Gears, Halo, Massive. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot. And we could do episodes on just those. But uh, regardless, yeah, thank you guys yeah. for, for listening to this podcast. Um, let us know your favorite sci-fi franchises. We obviously talked a lot more specifically about gaming. But if there's any, you know, movie franchises or, like, anything sci-fi Ooh. that you like. On that note. Honorable mention. Well, it's not an honorable mention. My favorite sci-fi movie of all time is Pitch Black. Yep. Absolutely. Great movie. Uh, I think Vin Diesel's first, last, and only good role. <laughs> Fight me. That's a hot take. Fight me. That's Fast a hot take. movies suck. No, um, I, I love Pitch Black. Yep. But, I uh, hate yeah. Chronicles of Riddick, but I love Pitch Black. Chronicles of Riddick was first, right? Like, No, no. It was second. Oh, Pitch okay. Black was the first movie in the Riddick like, oh, gotcha. uh, story. Um, but yeah, no, you know, let us know what your favorite sci-fi franchises are, be it a game or a movie or what have you comments on the YouTube video, uh, come on into our discord, uh, chat with us. We will chat with you. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Um, and last little note here, please tell your friends about us. Like, yeah, share it around. Let us like, let our words permeate the masses, please. (laughs) Don't say it like that. (laughs) Excuse me. Never tell anyone that you listen to this podcast specifically because of that. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? It's fine. Whatever. Tell your friends or whatever. I don't know. Share it around. Please, 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 please. Please do. Like we said, we want to build a community with this. We We want a bunch of people talking about all this shit with us uh that's the goal so please share share with your nerdy friends that might be interested in some of this stuff i know we talk about a lot we kind of have a pretty broad range of things we like to talk about but in general it's just nerd shit so talk about it with us please um next week's episode D&D. we're gonna talk about D. we're gonna tell a couple stories uh some really funny stuff and uh yeah maybe we'll- we can uh, we can release the soundtrack to the public yeah maybe yeah that you know what? I will make a note of that. I'm going to release the soundtrack. Why don't we just make that a whole segment? We'll individually talk about each song and why it's there. We just have to speed <laughs> through it. <laughs> but um, you can make like public playlists on Spotify so we can use the 10 points of slashing account to make a public playlist of That's that. That's true. Um, 
But regardless, thank you guys so much for listening. We have been 10 Points of Slashing. My name is Matthew. I'm SJ. This and is different. Yeah. What are you going to do about it, punk? Uh, make, a funny, make a funny word that no one has ever said before right now. Was that was that your rain stick impression, dude? I you're just way better at that than I am. I don't know. Yeah, that was my rain stick impression. <laughs> the only thing that came Listen, to mind was the word sherbet. And thank you for listening to our. Oh, your role is hard too. I'm telling you, dude, this is weird. Listen, we're getting, guys, this we're is, going back to normal next. This week. This is the death of the bit. No, we're I'm going sorry. back to normal next week. It's <laughs> got to stay. I can't keep coming up with this stuff, dude. We're only hitting creative walls because we're trying to switch the roles right now. I didn't even know we were doing that. Maybe if I had t- time to prepare, I'm panicking right I now. I got to keep you on I your don't toes. Know what to do. Oh my god. Please end it. <laughs>